Detecting Threats in the Enterprise Network. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is TK Kayanini, Distinguished Engineer and Product Line CTO for Analytics at Cisco. Welcome, TK. Thank you. So welcome back, I should say. It's been a while. Um, talk a little bit about your role and the work that you do at Cisco. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in the security business group, and uh, my teams take care of what's called advanced threat. Um, so I, I guess I have to explain how all threats are not alike. Uh, advanced threat deals with the most advanced threat actors. Um, oftentimes, they're already in your network. So we have to develop technology to uh, detect and mitigate and remediate them from your network. How has detecting threats in enterprise networks changed over the last even few years? Mm -hmm. um, I think they've, they've changed on a, a couple of dimensions. One is um, what, what companies are defending has changed drastically. So, um, you know, it used to be a real big focus on the data center. Uh, now the business is really spread out across uh, cloud, public clouds, uh, public cloud workloads. Um, a lot of the business is in third party. Um, you know, it's just all over the place, right? The, the topology has changed greatly. So that's, that's sort of one dimension. The other dimension is that um, a lot of the detection we do on the network, before it used to be a pretty direct inspection. You know, you watch the traffic. You look for bad things. Uh, about 90, 95% of the network now is encrypted. And, and that's actually a good thing because it protects your privacy. Um, it protects the confidentiality of, of the customers and everything else. The, the, the bad part of that equation is it works just as well for the bad guys. And so we've had to develop a lot of techniques whereby um, we know we're not going to be able to see the traffic, but we have to develop algorithms to make inferences about what we can't see. And so that's the other part that's changed pretty drastically in the past 10 years or so. How do you use behavioral methods to detect threat actors? Is, is this where the machine learning and artificial intelligence come to play? Yeah, there's, um, there's, there's a lot of uh, different techniques and and the, the good news is that um, well the, the reason you have to go in thinking that your adversary is just as smart as you are okay and you have also have to know that your adversary is just as resourced as you are so I work around a lot of smart people and um, and some days they win some days we win you know kind of thing but you know instead of you have to assume that they're going to be able to evade one method um, but maybe not all 70 methods at the same time. So you put together these analytical pipelines. Some of it may uh, use machine learning. Some of it might use just, you know, high school statistics. You have to be pretty pragmatic about what it is you're trying to achieve and then use the right tool to achieve it. Uh, but but a, a good example of um, where things are today is, you know, back in the day, you would just have a list of bad things. It would be a bad IP address. You know, a bad actor would be known by a, a domain name or something of that nature. And again, the relationship or attribution would be pretty, pretty direct. 
Um, these days, it's very different because much of the time when we're detecting the advanced threat, it's based on behavior. So uh, a quick analogy would be, you know, if, if you find something, take a steak knife. Uh, actually, let's use a chef knife. So chef knife, you know it's a chef knife. It's not a cleaver by its shape. Um, you can assume it actually has a particular behavior, which is it's used by a chef or somebody preparing dinner. Um, and, you know, on Tuesday, that same object could be used as a murder weapon. So that's, that's a huge change in, in behavior, right? <laughs> There's that kind of thing going on in the network, which is, you know, Alice's account has been compromised and you're not really looking for, you can't look at Alice's account and know that it's good or bad. But when her behavior changes on the network, like you say she works in accounting and one day she wakes up and she's checking out source code, that's, that's an alarming thing, right? So that's, that's kind of an example of a behavioral-based sort of detection. You've been quoted as saying, it, it's not that the attacker is breaking into your network anymore, they're actually logging in. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, you know, um, believe it or not, a lot of uh, enterprises still haven't gone to two-factor authentication. Uh, you know, that, that would literally wipe that threat off the network. But be it because of legacy systems or whatever it is, this single factor authentication is just too weak. And, um, and attackers, you know, because of phishing and everything else, um, they're really able to, you know, I would say, you know, this is not being scientific, but I'll, I'll be just a wild guess. You can pick whatever your number is, but one in every thousand accounts, right, per week is probably compromised. And it's compromised because somebody clicked on the wrong button uh, and got fooled into passing their credentials or they're using their credentials in multiple places and the adversaries are just using machines to brute force everything and try that combination. But one way or the other, they will get a hold of a credential somehow and they will use that to uh, not only infiltrate your network, but to dig deep and, um, and persist. And that's their game is if they can live on your network for a very long time, they could even sell those capabilities to someone else, right? So it's a, it's a real, it's a new day in, in sort of threat actor land. So where do you see the greatest gaps in security and, and what is the low hanging fruit, if you will, that every enterprise should audit and address today? You know, there's, there are some fundamentals that you would be surprised uh, certain folks aren't practicing. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, multi-factor authentication is just table stakes. Um, if you're not using that, even personally, I think um, you, you, it's just a matter of time before you get into trouble. Um, e even with that, you know, you need, you need other things. You need things on your network that are not just detecting bad things from lists. You know, like you get a bunch of threat intelligence and you enact that threat intelligence, but you need also systems to be checking the behavior of applications and users and things of that nature. So all of those things, I think, kind of come together uh, to form, uh, you know, your, 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 your strategy is not necessarily to, to win and never be attacked. Your, 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 your strategy should be to raise the cost of the adversary pursuing you, right? If you're too expensive to pursue, um, they'll go pursue somebody else, frankly. 
And so that, that really is a, a very pragmatic approach that I think everybody should adopt. TK Kayanini, Distinguished Engineer and Product Line CTO for Analytics at Cisco. If somebody wants to connect with you, TK, maybe they want to find out more about the work you're doing. Uh, how can they do that? Uh, probably LinkedIn would be best. Just, uh, you know, type in my name and uh, send me a request. And um, yeah, that's probably the best place. Absolutely. Or find him speaking somewhere because he usually does. Thanks again for joining us, TK. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.